0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Culture Shock podcast where we explore travel, career, family, dating, and so many aspects of life from the Caribbean perspective. I'm your host Sharm. thanks for joining us. Hello Culture Shock fam, welcome back, so happy to have you back for another episode. And I am extremely excited about this episode because we are about to kick off our travel series and this has been the most requested topic um, from you guys on my page, my travel page is how do we start traveling, how do you find cheap deals, Um, how do you organize your travels. Overall, how do you um, navigate budget travel? What do you need? How can I save money? So many topics. So I wanted to get a lot of those questions hopefully answered and kind of walk through a lot of these issues and provide you with some tips and resources and guidance. And hopefully you can book um, a fancy vacation after this. Um, make sure you tag me in some of them pics. Um, So let's get right into it. Uh, So this is going to be the first in the series and it's eight major keys for budget travel. Eight things that I think you need to be considering first and foremost. I mean, honestly, this is not an exhaustive list. Uh, There are other things to consider, which we can get into eventually, but I think these are some of the top items for me that I would consider so I've just kind of organized them so that we can walk through them in detail. All right, ready? All right, let's go. So I want to just start with what brought me here in the first place. Um, I recently was, uh, my friend of mine actually sent me a story about um, a young lady who is offering a concierge service And she's actually um, charging her clients $11,000 or $15,000 for um, four day, um, five night, uh, five days, four night vacations in the Seychelles or South Africa. Um, And that's US dollars. I think the clients were flying from either Jamaica or Miami. I'm I'm not quite sure, but it is one of the two locations they're flying out of. And it sparked my interest because I started saying to myself, At what this this not make sense? $11,000 for what? Like are you flying first class transatlantic first class flights and staying in like I don't know, five-star hotels in like the presidential suite for every day. Like, why would it cost you so much? Honestly, a lot of the times when you travel to some of these countries, the the accommodation is so much cheaper than you'd spend in the US or a lot of the other um developed countries. What are you talking about? So I saw the I saw the post and I was like, no, I hope people are not out there paying this kind of money for a short vacation. It's not even like it was two weeks. I was like, no, sir, this don't make sense. So I kind of I posted it on my page, you know, the comments from her. And a lot of people were like, um, no, <laughs> I can't believe that is it's actually, uh, people are actually paying money for that. And I was equally upset because I'm like, yo, what am I doing wrong? If this is what people charging, why am I not doing this? Is that what you guys are paying for trips? <laughs> the hell? So I um, got some feedback from people. People were like, sis, can you just help us out? Uh, give us some tips. Start posting something because you seem to have a solution to this because we are here thinking that travel is that expensive and we're not going anywhere. Listen, guys. Travel can be expensive if you don't do a little research and you kind of gullible to these people who are selling these packages that don't make sense. You can definitely fall in a trap and really be overspending and people are fattening them bank accounts and making money off you. And, you know, the vacation, you have to um, stretch yourself so thin just to go on a nice vacation. And I'm here to tell you that you absolutely positively do not need to do that. All right? So the first tip I want to start with, and this is going to be the foundation of the rest of your um, budgets or or budgeting for travel or overall travel um, plans, is creating an annual travel budget. Now, ensure that this money is put aside whether it's auto-saved or partner. You know, actually, me need one partner. If somebody have a partner, let me know. <laughs> but whatever it is that you are saving and putting aside, make sure that that money you don't touch. is not your emergency money. It's not your emergency bills money, not your any day money. It is your travel budget. So either you're putting it in a separate account or you put it under your mattress, wherever you need to put it. Save it, stash it, and this is how much money I am spending every year on my travel budget. And I'm happy and excited to tell you that I am going to do a whole episode on boosting your travel budget. So stay tuned for that. That, that's going to be lit. All right. So make sure you have an annual travel budget. So if it's $1,000, $500, whatever it is, you make a decision what it's going to be based on your current financial situation or what you expect to be doing better and just work towards it. But stick to it. Stick to it. That's the only way you're going to really create the nice vacations that you want, right? So that's one. Now, key number two. Choose reasonably priced destinations. One that is within your budget. Now, let's be honest. I know I spoke about the $11,000 to South Africa and, and thing, but if your travel budget is about $500, um, you know that you probably cannot go to South Africa yet. I mean, keep it on the horizon, but let's be realistic, all right? Try to keep the destinations within your budget. Now, there is a website called Eternal Arrival, that kind of breaks down, I think it's about 40 or 50 different countries. And what that um, website actually does, there's a post on the website that I was actually reading when I was preparing for this, um, that actually tells you the cost per day that you're going to pay to to visit these countries or cities. So it might say $25.00. $40, $100. So you can have like a ballpark idea of how much money you're going to need per day um, to visit a lot of these locations. And I can say, um, based on my travels, uh, I would say that one of the cheapest places that I've ever visited was Colombia. Yo, apart from the fact that the food, nice, food, nice, bad (laughs) <laughs> the food nice, bad. I can't, I can't even get over it. Their transportation costs. I've never seen anything like it. Their Uber and taxi was like 2 US dollars. We're going miles. Um we went to the to the club. We had bottle service for $40. I mean, like I said, the food was amazing and the cost was phenomenal. We had like a whole spread of like a huge fish that looked like a shark um, coconut rice, um, plantain, vegetable, um, some, you know, nice little rum punch or something for like eight, seven or $8 US dollars. And the accommodations were relatively cheap too. So, um, that uh, website actually included Colombia, and it kind of broke down some of the, the costs for different things. So you have to kind of like choose a location that is within your price budget or within your anticipated um, price point. All right. Um, Key number three, and this is major. I, I think this should probably have been number one. No, I, I'll keep it at number three. So this one, check your visa requirements. Check your visa requirements. Now it's super important that you do this because you don't want the headache of getting to the airport and realizing you don't have the right documents to go. You remember the um, for the Jamaicans listening to me only remember the Oliver episode when we reach at the airport out of Norman Manley and ready for go to the Bronx and don't have a visa? Don't be Oliver. <laughs> don't be that. So and and not only that sometimes we take certain things for granted because there are some countries that have there are very high on the passport index list and what this means is that if you are the higher you are on that list is the more countries you're able to travel visa free but you still need to check to see if you have if there are any visa restrictions regardless um the US has some visa restrictions in some countries you have to get an e-visa or you know whatever um other caribbean countries i think trinidad and a couple other countries you're able to travel to europe without using a Schengen visa but for other countries you do so a great resource to check is passportindex.org and what that website actually shows you is a list of all the countries where um for for past that you know have passports or every is supposed to have passport but it actually shows you the visa requirements for every single country um and for, for the destination of your choice. So basically for Jamaica it will show you all the countries that you can travel to visa free. It will flag any country that you need an e-visa like you can get a visa online. Um, any country that you can get a visa upon a variable and then any country that you need to apply before. And also, ensuring, especially when you're doing connections or layovers, you also have to make sure that you are checking the visa requirements in case you want to leave... Also, the airport, are you not sure? Say that you're leaving from Jamaica and you're trying to get to, I don't know, Hong Kong and you have a layover, I don't know, somewhere in Europe. You have to make sure that you can transit through that airport without or if you want to leave the airport for you know a few hours, that you have the right documentation to do so. So just do a check to make sure that you have the right travel documents. Like I said, don't be, Oliver. Trying to get to the Bronx with your bags and you don't have the right documentation, all right? So passportindex.org, all right? Key number four, and this is difficult because if you have children and um, you don't have a, a flexible schedule for work, this is a little difficult, but number four is Choose off-peak travel as much as you can. Now, this can be hard because summer holidays and Christmas holidays, uh, major you know holidays, are around the world and usually everywhere expensive. Everywhere is expensive. Yo, Jamaica expensive, different though. You know, men really understand why the prices from Miami and Fort Lauderdale need for be eight hundred dollar several $700. It, it don't make sense for our flight. But I will deal with them on another podcast. <laughs> but everywhere is expensive in the holidays. So it's very hard for you to try to find budget travel travel around that time if you have to schedule it in the holidays. If you have to schedule it holidays, please, please, please try to book early. Try to book three to six months in advance if you can. And, you know, make the proper preparations beforehand because you don't want them last minute flight prices That it just don't make no sense right um also you want to ch- you want to check if there are any festivals and events going on Um, in your destination when you travel, because that might jack up the prices. Say, for instance, you want to go to Paris. On July 14th, they have um, a Saint's Day. I think they have a holiday that day. You may want to check and say um, festivals or events in Paris. And what happens is you may be traveling like the day before the event. So the prices are ridiculous. So you need to Um, Try to find if it's if you're flexible, try to find a date that is after that when, you know, probably everybody's not traveling into the site. So while you are going in, everybody leaving. So try to consider that. So resources that you can use to guide you here is Lonely Planet. Is a good website to kind of tell you what is like the best time to travel to different destinations. So you can literally type in a country or a city, and it tells you this is high peak, um, this is a uh, rain season, best time to travel. It literally kind of breaks down for each country, so that's great. Um, also, f- Google Flights. I love, 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 love Google Flights. But I'll give you a caution when using Google Flights um, in a minute. Google Flights is actually a great way to find flights to anywhere in the world. And it's so visual, I love it. So you can actually put your departure city, you can actually add more than one departure city. So for example, if you live in New York, you can put JFK, um, Newark, you know, whatever. Because, you know, you may be able to get from each airport easily to each airport easily and then you put your dates in and you can hit explore and what that does it actually shows you every single flight to every single destination the prices for those flights for the dates that you selected that's awesome that's awesome one thing with google flights do not track the flights Let me tell you how them teeth in airlines work. Don't track the flights. They are tracking the flights and they are using the cookies to track all your previous, um, your, your history and the prices that they gave you before and jack up the prices. Once they see that you start, um, track the flight, forget about it. That flight is going to keep going up. So I would suggest that you search incognito. So do a blind search, um, and look for your flights. I had a scenario where my cousin and I were looking for the same flights, and we kept getting different prices. And that happens. I was like, "Why is this happening?" I was tracking my flights, American Airlines. Every time I log in, then put twenty dollars on the flight, twenty dollars, forty dollars. I'm like, "Hold on." I had to end up just sending her the money to buy the the ticket because I was like, "Why is it? Why am I not seeing?" The right price, and because my phone is, is, is I'm using Google Flights, I'm logged into Google, so my phone connected to my laptop, I was getting the same prices on both. mm Try to search incognito and don't track your flights on Google Flights. All right? So, on to the next, and this kind of, it, it kind of overlaps with four, but I would say number five is try to watch your flights using an app. Now, Hopper, ooh, Hopper changed my life, all right? The Hopper app allows you to put your departure city and your destination in, your dates, and it actually tracks your flight for you. And it will say, say that you put in the dates and it's $500 today. Um, it will constantly search um, for when the flights drop and it will say, um, it will give you an alert and it might say, oh, um, flight, ha- the, you know, the flight is, has dropped to $300. We think you should purchase now. Um, we don't anticipate that the flight will drop any further. So it actually watches and tracks the flights for you, which is amazing. And the thing is you can track from multiple cities, So you can track, um, you can have like three or four, three or four cities. You can have Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach to Kingston, and you have all the three flights tracked and it gives you an alert every single time. So, um, one tip I would give you also is like I mentioned before, don't be afraid to put in different, um, departure, departure, um, airports because sometimes, it might be cheaper to fly out of Fort Lauderdale than it is to fly out of Miami, depending on where the destinations are. Also, when you are um, traveling, maybe off topic a little bit, but uh, sometimes it may work out a little cheaper if you actually do an, an, what I call an entry exit into a country. So say that you want to go to Italy. Um, you can actually fly into Rome and uh, and then fly out of Milan. So it might be cheaper to do that than to do a round-trip ticket from Italy, <clears throat> from Miami to Rome, um, for example. So you need to you know, kind of play around with the airports and see which one works out better. Because what actually happened is if you travel to Rome, you can take a train, which can cost like 20 to $30, to Milan and save that $100, 200 that it was trying to charge you for the round trip. And you get to see another city and take a beautiful train ride um, in Italy. So that's stuff to consider. Um. Yeah, so that's five. Watch your flights and check the airports, um, what I call the entrance and exit. So next major key is item six. And in this one, I'm kind of talking to myself here. (laughs) And I know when my friends hear this, they're going to roll their eyes. But I have learned, and I am still learning, to, to do better at this. Pack light. Don't carry three weeks worth of clothes if you're going to be there for four days. Now, listen, I, I have learned my lesson. And I will say one disclaimer. This does not apply for when you're going back home. If you're living in the U.S. or other countries abroad and you're going back home, this no count. I'm mean, talk about going back to Jamaica because we all know that that is an expensive trip because you to African things. There's no, there's no going around that one. you to African things. So I'm talking about your little vacations that you're going on for the weekend or, you know, you're doing like a little family trip. Stop pack fifteen outfits. I'm I'm literally talking to myself. I'm like telling myself that too because these baggage fees are no joke. All right, so imagine you are traveling with a family of three, and you have a connecting flight, and each check bag is thirty dollars each leg of the flight. Now you check how much you're going to end up paying for baggage fees. So your baggage fee, your baggage fee could add up to the cost of a round trip ticket if you're not careful, right? So basically, you have to be very cognizant of these um, baggage fees. Some of these airlines charging forty dollar. And as to Spirit, listen, my 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 listeners. Who work for spirits. I love you guys. And I will take a body pass anytime. But on a stay too bad, man. On a stay bad. On a charge for carry-on and a check bag. <sighs> you know what? <laughs> it's crazy. So try to pack light as much as possible, especially if you're doing connecting flights. You know, share a suitcase. Carry your kid's stuff in your bag and, and try to like watch the weight, obviously. But Try to pack a little light. All right. Um. So we're on to key number seven. We're moving along very nicely. Great. So while you're traveling, please be prepared to do um, public transportation. To take public transportation. I know. I know. I know. A lot of us are just so spoiled to just get in our car and don't have to deal with um, bus and taxi. If that's you, great. Um. I mean. I lived in New York, so the bus and train was my life, so I really don't have a problem with it. But some people, they, they really are not into the public transportation and the, and the bus thing. And, the, and a lot of it, too, is not even that you just don't like it. You just think that it's just confusing, especially if you're going to another country. like, wait, I don't even speak the language. How am I even going to know when I get to my stop? That doesn't make a sense. So I'm here to tell you that it's not as um, daunting as you think it is if that's the problem for you. You, there's, there's, a an app called Rome to Rio. That's R O M E number two R I O. And it actually, I think it's, it, it actually says, let me take a look at it. Um, it provides, um, transportation options um, by train um, particularly for over uh, for 160 countries so you're able to kind of type in your origin and your destination and it gives you different options i think it also gives you the pricing um all in all, all around it is a great app um, for, you know, for your train, train, um, scheduling and trying to figure out the train and everything. And to be honest, I will tell you, I know some people are like, Oh, but the language and what we're going to do. Most times I'm going to say for most of the places I've traveled and I've been to probably around 25, 26 countries. I'm going to say that maybe 28, I need to do a check, but I have really not gone to a country yet that I haven't been able to communicate in some way. There's usually somebody that speaks some English. Um, some of the, a lot of the train station cards or or maps they have, they're in English. You know, sometimes we have here in the U.S., U.K., Canada, we have you the English, um, and then we have a, a Spanish translation or a French translation. It's kind of the same thing. They'll have English so you can actually see um, the train, the signs inside the train will have some English there so you can actually say okay I'm at my stop I can get up and sometimes it's so cheap it's so much cheaper a two euro three three dollar ride is so much cheaper than taking an Uber so listen I learned this the hard way because I went to Paris um, with a group and we were just way too bougie because we decided that we were going to um, we were going to take like a Uber XL you know, one of them suburban everywhere we needed to go. Um, hello. That was like $100 every trip. So we had to humble ourselves after like the second or third trip. We're like, wait, I just spent like $30 <laughs> into that, no, in, well, per day on just getting from point A to point B. Like this don't include food. This don't include, you know, this don't make no sense. So try to kind of condition your mind to this Um to the public transportation world and try to if you can download the roam to Rio app and try to get some information before you go maybe just do a quick google search on on the area to see how, what's the best way for transportation and also be prepared to walk um you walk you know hello walking is fine because but no all I'm not gonna eat And eat enough. Nobody diets on vacation. Except Charmaine who tried to do keto on her vacation. And that was an epic fail. Um do some walking and a good app if you want to walk is called guru maps it used to be called galileo um but that map actually before you travel this is this is key before you leave your country of origin try to download the app and what that app allows you to do is to download offline maps on the app and you can save those offline maps so if you leave the, the hotel or the airbnb and you don't have um wi-fi you can actually use the apps to find your way around so definitely a great resource guru maps you you i think it was called galileo before all right now Last but not least, and this is kind of a serious topic that a lot of us like skip over when we're traveling, but it's definitely um, important. Uh, This is on travel insurance. Now, um, a lot of times when we're purchasing airline tickets, we're purchasing holiday packages, we skip over that question that asks if you want to buy insurance, (laughs) We're like, when we need insurance for me, I go, I'm going to go. <laughs> so I'm going to buy no insurance. A... Um, I would say if you're going to, a if you're traveling with a family and young kids, please get at least some sort of travel insurance. Um, If you want to chance it by yourself, go ahead. But I have seen over the years a lot of, incidents happen to people while traveling abroad and they didn't have health um, health insurance or any form of coverage and family have to be putting money together and sending you money and uh, the whole shebang. Um, try to at least have some coverage, especially if you're going to some regions that you're not really sure of. I was watching a couple um, Instagram stories the other day with a couple travel bloggers that I follow. And there was one blogger who she was in Malta, I think. And she ended up doing surgery to remove a cyst. And there was this other guy traveling to Brazil. He got malaria and was in the hospital for like a week. And, I, and these are, this is just stuff that can happen. This is just life. So I think, I mean, I'm not saying that you should absolutely get it, but it's something to consider that sometimes we don't always consider. For me, I would get the travel insurance if I'm traveling somewhere really far. I usually try to get it. Or, um, yeah, like I was going to Bali, I got some travel insurance. I, I did say yes to the travel insurance when they asked me when I was purchasing the ticket. So I got some, some coverage on there. And you want to make sure that the max coverage on this insurance is up to $100,000. Um, just a recommendation. Now, um, there's a website that you can actually go and there are tons of travel um, insurance companies that will be able to fund, um, a lot of these, um, a lot would have a lot more options, but, um, visitorscoverage.com was one that I found really well. The one that I used before, um, I used to use a company out of Germany, um, but I think they're only limited now to German residents. But I used to use a company out of Germany when I was trying to, and I'll I kind of walk through like a the Shenzhen visa process when I was getting that. I used that company, but there are tons of other websites that you can go on just to find travel insurance, and they're relatively inexpensive. They can be like between six dollars and maybe like fifty dollar. For your trip, depending on how long your trip is and all of that. But you can always call them, tell them where you're going, and they offer you a quote. So it's definitely something that you'd want to consider. All right? So that's visitorscoverage.com. All right? So eight major keys. Set your annual budget. Choose reasonably priced um, destinations. Um, Check your visa requirements uh choose peak travel if you can uh watch your flights using hopper and be careful when you're searching your flights online that you're using an incognito feature and pack light (laughs) mega pack light today because man I'm, i'm gonna try to do it too i'm gonna do it with you guys pack light Uh, Be prepared to take public transportation and do a little background research. Download the the apps that I recommended. Buy some travel insurance if you can, especially if you're traveling with a big family, young kids. You want to make sure that you're protecting yourself while you are away from home. I want to thank you guys for being back here with me. I really appreciate it. I just want to say one thing. Um... This whole process has definitely taught me one thing, and it is you have to be ready to step out of your comfort zone. You have to be ready to step out of your comfort zone. And I'm saying that from my own personal experience right now, with even starting this podcast and putting myself out there and putting my face on the cover art. Dude. <laughs> But even for travel, step out of your comfort zone. You know, do something that you've been wanting to do for a long time. You've been procrastinating about it. Go after what you want and and write it down and make it tangible and put dates on it and, and go for it. That's definitely the way to go when you're trying to improve your life and trying to do the things that you want. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Culture Shock with Charm podcast. It was a pleasure having you on board today. If you love our conversation, please tell a friend. We would love to have more people join our tribe. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Culture Shock with Charm. Link up soon, everybody. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye.